Men with two brains. <laughs> Men with two brains. <laughs> you know yeah, I thought we needed an extra thing. I think it needed to be a bit the interceptor yeah. one. It yeah. needed to be more like booming. That was good. I like yeah. a bit of bombast. Who doesn't? Who yeah. doesn't, mate? Uh, yeah, welcome to the Memory Two Brains podcast. We're back, hey, hey, um, and it, it's just, I'm Rob Saunders, and, and I'm Tom Barrett, and it's just the two of us again. Yeah, no guests. No it's guests. weird, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like we we could do what we want now. There's no one here. Yeah, to I've got. I can us. put. I can take my trousers off. I've no guests. I can sort of just have a willy hanging out. If, uh, well, I've come well. dressed as an Orthodox Greek priest. You have, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sort of choose to do that when it's just us two. You don't yeah. want anyone else to see it. I do it's it for, for comfort. Me. It's a comfort. Oh thing. right, yeah, I yeah. thought it was just for me. I thought it was just a little treat for me. No, I just it's comfortable. The hat right. is really the hat. I like that. It gives me a sense of authority, <laughs> and then the sort of dress is nice as well. Well, so I'm sure it's probably not called a dress, but no, it's called a dress. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, how are you doing, Tom? Anyway, you're right. Not bad, mate. I've been stressed out. You've been stressed. Why have you been stressed out? Over what we're going to do today? Oh yeah, well we've uh, we've chosen to make a little top five list, mm. haven't we? And uh, we're doing. I thought we'll keep it keep it nice and vague. It's our yep. top five uh, films. Yeah. Out of all the films ever made, it's it's hard to narrow it down. And you were angsting before we started recording about. I I find it really difficult, like because I've tried to do them before. Yeah. Um, Because did you find like when you first meet someone, like say, when you're online dating or something like that, it's normally one of the questions, like oh yeah, yeah. I've just found I find it so difficult. Yeah, when you're doing that, you choose the cool ones, don't you? Yeah. Well, no, mine were all Pulp Fiction. Um, uh, yeah, it is one of those questions, isn't it? It's like yeah. bands and films. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we didn't do bands because it would be very different. Yeah. We don't really listen to the same sort of music. A no. lot. Of, I, mean, I think there's some things we both like music-wise. Bit of crossover. Yeah, yeah, you like the Beatles. I like the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Just That'll the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Flaming Lips. <laughs> I like the Flaming Lips. Yeah, I think they're probably. Might, we're not doing bands. But no, we're not. Maybe, maybe one other time we'll do bands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, uh, shall we get straight in? And, uh, okay. Um, yeah. Any? Well, how have you picked yours? I well, I did mine just a, a, a list of like from five to one. Okay. In sort of preferred order, but like I said to you before we started recording, this order is variable, and the films on the list are variable. This is basically yeah. my top five favorite films at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. Mine are my top five today. today. Yeah, exactly. Um, how have you ordered them? What do you mean ordered the like, like, like how criteria? Have you, how have you picked? How have you decided which one's one and which one's five? Um, oh yeah, I haven't really thought about any criteria. Just like the, what one's better, really. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know, like uh, just the ones I watch more often, really. But that's necessarily the case. I think my t- my the the one that's number one, I probably don't watch as much as any of the others. But it's maybe had the biggest impact on. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's but arguably be- a better film. How about yourself? I've sort of gone for, roughly speaking, like how long they've been in my top ten list, how much they've meant to me at different times, like because my top two have always been my top two favourite okay. films, and All then right. like the other ones sort of have come in later yeah. on. I reckon. I wonder how, uh, like, because we've not seen each other's lists, so no. I wonder. Well, if I can see yours. You can now. see mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could probably guess most of mine anyway, to be honest. Mm. But I'm quite well, interested to see what yours are. <laughs> I know. I got to make They're all pulp fiction. <laughs> they're all pulp fiction apart from number five, which is Reservoir Dogs. No, I hate that film. That's, no, it's shit. <laughs> you are joking, right? Yeah. No, it's crap. It's just a rip off of what is it? Burning City. Is that the one? 
We've I'm, already going to start an argument. Unrealistic. <laughs> a policeman would die much sooner than that. <laughs> Take my word. Don't ask me how I know, but I know. <laughs> um, uh, so how are we going to start this, Tom? Um, gonna... would you, so are you, are you, do yours go like one being the highest, five being the lowest? Yeah, five being like, you know, like the, the pop charts. Okay, yeah. Number one is the best. Okay. So, should we start with our five? Go on then. Do you want to do yours first? Should I do my first? Mine is, I wonder if you you would have guessed this, It's this is Spinal Tap. I, I knew yeah. that would be on your list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, that would... No, you know what? Oh, sorry. Explain your choice. <laughs> well, this is Spinal Tap. I, I always say it's the, the, the best comedy film ever made. Yeah. Like, it's, it is perfect. It's one of those films I've watched an insane amount of times, but I always... There's something new in it each time. There's something yeah. I, don't, I haven't realised... It's like it's dense. It's full of jokes. Oh yeah, and it's like all improvised. Like when you watch that, thinking how it was all improvised, it is pretty it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like Just they are able to do things without a script that some films don't achieve. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. 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 Like you could spend like you know years writing something, and it will never be as funny as this is Spinal Tap. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Favorite scene. Oh, the lick my love pump scene's the best, I think. That one makes me laugh more than anything. Describe that, because I've got to be honest, not I've it. not seen it that many times. Yeah, I've, I've seen it with you. I remember mm-hmm. we went to a screening of it, didn't we? In we did, yeah, yeah. There's a bit where he's, he's talking to Marty DeBerge, played by Rob Reiner. I yeah. forgot what character he is now, that's bad, isn't it? It's, uh, and he's uh, playing this beautiful bit of piano, and he's saying, uh, oh, this is a new song I'm writing, playing this lovely bit of piano, and he goes on about it, and he says, oh, so what's that bit called? Oh, I say lick my love pump. <laughs> <laughs> the more I think about the name lick my love pump, it is just it is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the bit where uh, where they see like the other like more famous rock star. You know what a wanker. Oh a wanker. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where like they see him and uh, they're talking to him and. Uh, when he walks off, they all say, oh, what a wanker, what a wanker. Yeah, we played that uh, festival with him and they were all still booing him when we came on. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's full of amazing stuff. Oh, like he's that. absolutely yeah. amazing, yeah. What was the what was the process with that? How involved was Rob Reiner? Rob Reiner's the director of it. So, so he directed it? Rob Reiner directed it um, and I think basically like Harry Shearer, Mike McKean and um, Christopher Guest sort of yeah. wrote it and they like basically come up with... Um, like a storyline basically okay and come up with what's going to happen in each scene and then they just record and just improvise because it was quite a long gap between that and Christopher Guest's film wasn't it Films. yeah um, I think the first one he did after that was like in that style mm. was um, Waiting for Guffman really that was the first one I think so yeah, yeah. Waiting for Guffman I think, yeah after Spinal Tap like, he, I think he directed films before but not yeah. in that sort of improvised style that sort of like mockumentary thing that is yeah. like Sort of so many things do now that the Spinal Tap started really, um, and uh, yeah, there's Wait for Guffman, then uh, uh, Best in Show, then Mighty Wind, and For Your Consideration, the ones, and then he did a TV series in England off of the BBC called Family Tree. That's it. I've watched a couple of with them. Uh, Nina Conti and Chris O'Dell. Yeah, that's quite good. Yeah, I enjoyed what yeah. I saw of that. Yeah. yeah, in my top ten would right. be a Mighty Wind. A Mighty Wind is amazing. Like I, again, I like all those films that I just listed, mm. uh, but like Spinal Tap's the best one. It's the sort of, but like I think A Mighty Wind's probably the second best in that sort of. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I for me, A Mighty Wind. I really love the the heart in it, like the end yeah, of yeah. that with uh, Mickey and Midge. 
Mitch and Mickey. Mitch and Mickey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two, like, oh, it's just beautiful. He pops, he goes missing and then comes back and brings yeah. her a rose. It's just beautiful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah brilliant film. Mm. Uh, yeah, Spinal Tap. Good uh, choice. Solid also, choice. another thing, a good, like, a, you know, the reason it's, like, part of, like, my vernacular, really, mm. about Spinal Tap is that when you play in, like, bands, I, like, you do a gig and you, you know, there are just there's certain things that you say that are just from Spinal Tap that are just... Oh, I bet, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, so, like, hello, Cleveland. <laughs> if you're, like, if they're, you're fortunate enough to play a gig where there's a backstage bit, you'd be, hello, Cleveland. Yeah. Um, there'll be a puppet show uh, plus Spinal Tap if you're playing a shit gig. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's, there, well, there, the one line from that has entered popular culture. Well, the it? up to eleven, up to 11 yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. much so that they use it in the Brexit movie. Do they? They say it's probably the regulations because they're banging on about it. <laughs> like, oh, the regulations have been turned up to eleven. It's like don't fucking use that. Don't use something that yeah, I love. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. assholes. <laughs> oh man, yeah, mm. yeah. No, is that something that sort of again you'd hear that on a lot of things, and you know. You, it's gone past being spinal tap now, Absolutely. isn't it? It's just yeah, something yeah. people say. Yeah, it's, yeah. In, it's in there, isn't it? I think my favourite scene is the the last one that's like over the credits with the shoes. Oh, yeah. Do you wear yeah. black? Yeah, do you How? wear black? Yeah. <laughs> Could you do that? What the, the hours? hours yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the last thing <laughs> in the film, isn't it? Have you watched the DVD where there's like about 45 minutes an hour worth of outtakes? I think it? I have. I and they are just as good as anything in the film. But that's the thing. is, I'm sure I'm not the first one to say this, but it's that's half the, the genius is knowing what to cut and what to leave Yeah, in. well, I think, um, I think with like Christopher Guest when he makes his films... He like they they film an insane amount of stuff, yeah, and spend like they film it really quickly and film loads, and then spend like a year editing it, yeah, and then you down to that amazing just the story. I think you'd have to, and you'd, you? there'd be so much amazing stuff that'd be lost. It's, it must be so hard to do, yeah. But yeah, but, uh, the alternative to that is the sequel to Anchorman before Anchorman Two. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. No, so no. they made a film from all the bits that they cut from Anchorman One. Ooh, that sounds like a terrible it's idea. Just really shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. No, and the um, La Femme with Anchorman and sort of Judd Apatow films. He doesn't have that same restraint. Like, no, if God, you watch no. a lot of those films, there's loads of you can tell there's like where he's let the actors just riff on something and he's kept it all in. Yeah, it doesn't need. It's to like be just there. use the best line. Like, yeah. It doesn't need all these different. No, yeah. it's like Funny People is two different films. Oh, it's ridiculous that yeah. film. Good idea for a film, but just yeah, like it's just really long. Like, yeah, yeah too it's long. really too long. long. I got really bored. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your number five, Tom? Number five. I, I agonised about this. Oh, right, I thought, yeah. I, I, what, what were my choices? But it was between this and something else. I thought, you know what? I'm going to put this because I feel. I've got fonder memories of it. It's Benny and June. Have you seen that? I've never seen Benny and Benny June. Benny and June. It's my favourite romantic comedy. Oh. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's like the basic premise is um, uh, Johnny Depp um, right. plays a guy who is sort of a little bit quiet, a little bit awkward, but he's obsessed with Buster Keaton. So he's doing like a basically yeah. doing a Buster Keaton impression of the film. And someone <laughs> wins him in a poker game. Like a group of friends get they together. They win him. They basically they play poker, but instead of betting money, they say, "Oh well, if I win this hand, you have to wash my car or something oh, like right, that." Yeah. So someone says, oh, "If I win this round, you have to take care of my cousin for a week." So this yeah. guy moves in, and there's a you know the guy who <laughs> wins him yeah. um, has like a sister who you know is saying a bit of a, a social outcast, a bit awkward, and then this beautiful romance sort of blossoms between the two of them. It's, a really really lovely sounds film sounds quite good I'm going to write yeah. that down I'm going to watch the films on your list that I've not seen what's Do it called it. again Benny and June June is spelled J-O-O-N oh and it's uh, it's the film yeah that uh, where uh, 
500 Miles by The Proclaimers comes from. Oh, is it? That's the official. That's on the official oh, soundtrack right. for that film, yeah. Oh. Yeah. The All Proclaimers right. do the soundtrack. Wow. <laughs> is it a Scottish film? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Why, why, why that? Like, I why just, that I find it that? really heartwarming. It's like a lovely yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, really, really nice. So is it like? Uh, is there any particular good scenes in it? That, like, um, there's lots. Of, there's there's a good bit where um, like uh, the two are sort of sort of falling in love with each other, and he, Johnny yeah. Depp's in the park just doing lots of like uh, Buster Keaton pratfalls, things like that. That's quite good. Um, yeah, lots of bits like that. Uh, Julianne Moore's in it as well. Oh, on. I like Julianne Moore. Yeah. 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 Awesome, that sounds good. That's on my list to watch now, my to-watch list. Do it. I think I've seen most of yours. There we go. Stop looking. Mm. Stop cheating. <laughs> Alright, so, are we ready to crack on with four? Four, what you got? Uh, mine's The Exorcist. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine will be, like, very uh, horror-heavy. Yeah. There's only two films on the list that aren't horror films, and you've heard, and Spinal Tap we've is, heard one is of them. yeah. yeah. Um, the Exorcist. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming you've seen The Exorcist, Tom. Uh, I think maybe once or twice, so I'm yeah. not an expert in The Exorcist. It, it's not, yeah. an, not an easy watch, no, is it? No. But, it's yeah. one of those films where I, I'd like to watch it more, but you have to be in the right mood for it. Oh, yeah, know? it's yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. Uh, nice, put that on, have a little chill, watch yeah, a film. Put it yeah. on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The Exorcist, just, again, it's a fairly perfect horror movie, really. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really is scary. It's not like jump scare scary. No, it really it's is. genuinely it's like quite. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got. Uh, like the pacing of it's amazing. The only thing I find that slows down a bit is that beginning bit where it's in um, Afghanistan. But like, well, it's not long, is it? That no, yeah. but it's yeah. It, I mean, it sets it up. Um, yeah, like Max von Sydow or Sydow in him at the beginning. Mm. I don't be aged. I didn't even realise when I watched The Exorcist, like for years and years, that in the film is is like wearing old man makeup. Really? Yeah, Max von oh. Sydow's like that special effects to look old. He's oh. like the age in that that he is now. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like a young man in The Exorcist, but he's olded up. This explains why I think that Max von Sydow hasn't aged yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks sort of the same as he does in Star Wars and he does yeah. in The Exorcist. Ah. Okay, I'm going to have to watch this again. What's your favourite cut? <laughs> oh, not the version you've never seen. That's not good. The theatrical version is yeah, the best one okay. of The Exorcist. The version you've never seen isn't that good, really. It's a no. bit... Again, that takes so there's the like the, the theatrical version has got that amazing pacing to it. As soon as it gets into, like, Georgetown, it's just like... It's it just moves at the right pace. It builds and builds yeah. and builds into just something horrible and hot. It, it is. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really unsettling. But that's uh, the idea, and I think it's a weird thing because it was like it's uh, it was like banned for a long time, wasn't it? And yeah. seen as this evil film. Yeah. But like when you really watch The Exorcist, it's all about it's like it's quite a Christian film. It's quite like there is no black or white in it. There is basically. Is it's like that girl is definitely possessed. Yeah. It's not you know she's possessed by evil spirits. Yeah, and the, the God wins in the end. Yeah, it's a very like Christiany film, really. Well, there's that thing, isn't there? When um, uh, this is very only very loosely connected to the Exorcist, but when <laughs> Stephen Stanley Kubrick was making Stephen, uh, Stephen Kubrick, <laughs> yeah, Stanley yeah. Kubrick was making uh, The Shining. All right, it was the same time that Steven Spielberg was working on Poltergeist. Oh, right. I, think, yeah, yeah. I think those are the two that connect, but it was definitely The Shining with Kubrick. And uh, Kubrick got, you know, he was like famously, his re- research, research, research. Yeah, yeah. He got his team of researchers to collect every single ghost story oh, on wow. record. And like, there's <laughs> yeah. somewhere like a crate full of these. And he wrote a letter to, to uh, Steven Spielberg saying, don't you think that essentially all, every ghost story 
is uh, is positive because it says that there's life after death. You know. Yeah. So essentially, as as like upsetting and horrific as Exorcist is, it's essentially a positive story about good winning. Yeah, and I definitely agree. And it sort of yeah. it's definitely not as like nihilistic and horrible as people think. It's, no. Again, I think. I mean, I'm an atheist, but I guess if I was religious and watching it, I'd get, you'd see it as that. Definitely, I think, yeah. anyway, I'd imagine. I think so, I think yeah. so. It's, um, I think it's probably got a bad reputation because it was banned. You know? Yeah. Um, I remember when I bought it, it was one of the first DVDs I bought underage. Oh, wow. And I remember the, after I bought it, like, walking away from the counter, I just remember the cashier like turning to his mate <coughs> going, oh, the things they can get away with now. And it's like, <laughs> well, why do you think this should have been banned? Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, it's weird, the whole video nasties thing. I know it wasn't a yeah. video nasty, it wasn't no, part but, of that, yeah. but that whole thing of just banning films, <clears throat> I find fascinating. Maybe we'll do another podcast. Yeah, we'll we that. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm well into that. But um, yeah, The Exist, man, like, just such a good film. Yeah. Like, some amazing scenes in that. Like, there's some of the special effects in it. Like I said about Max von Sydow, just yeah. like being the special effects on his face where you don't even realise. Yeah. He, even when you watch it on Blu-ray now, it's sort of like... It, I'm going to have to yeah. see it on Blu-ray, yeah. Um, and uh, other amazing like special effects scenes are there. Well, when she's like floating off a bed and being yeah. whipped around in the bed and stuff. And the idea of like being able to swim there in the room with the girl, you can see their breath. They actually refrigerated the whole set. Yeah. And like they're basically just a big cold room, like a big cold bot freezer thing. Yeah, that's mad. Just that's to set just... a bit of atmosphere yeah. like that, you know. It's it's the it's the little subtle things in that film like that, and I think that's why the spider walk doesn't belong in the film. Yeah, that's yeah. it's too showy. You know? Yeah, it comes in a weird place. The spider walk. Um, um, it's sort of it's before it really kicks off with the possession. Yeah. So she comes down walking on a like you know like a spider and it yeah. is, it does come out of nowhere and then suddenly that it changes. That's why I don't really like the version it's, you've never seen. Yeah. As it's called. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, for, for, for in most cases, the, the the film that went out in the cinema is the right version of that film. You know, if yeah, it's been cut. It's been cut for a reason. Yeah, I think I think um, I really like the Aliens director's cut. Yeah, I guess director's oh, yeah, cut yeah. is a slightly different yeah. thing, isn't it? But yeah, but I prefer the. Alien theatrical version. See, now I don't know well, them well enough to comment, but I, the, the, I, th- I think uh, the the big um, exception to this rule would be yeah. Blade Runner, wouldn't it? You know, well, there's loads of versions of that. Too yeah. Many versions, yeah, yeah. I think the I think the final cut might be the best one for Blade Runner. I think I, I have know. sat down and watched all of them, but yeah. to me, the difference is the theatrical s- one is the worst one. That isn't is it? the worst yeah. one. But once you get after that theatrical one, the differences are so slight yeah. that it really, you know, there's not really that much yeah, yeah. in it, you know. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, no, with the Alien director's cut, like, you see too much of the Alien beforehand. Right, okay. Whereas I think we were talking with Carl a few weeks ago, actually, about yeah. how, like, he was saying about, if you imagine watching Alien for the first time, not knowing anything about, um, like, what the Alien looks like, and mm. chest bursters and face huggers and stuff, it plays more into that, like, like when you watch it now, you know what the alien is. So I think that's why they sort of in the director's cut, you see more of it. Yeah. But in that original version, it's much scarier not knowing what it looks like from the from the start. I think yeah, I agree. It's one of the few films that I actually remember watching for the first time. And I think like the shot that stays with me the most is when Ripley thinks she's got away and she's in the the transport yeah, ship, yeah. and then the alien just slowly 
unfurls itself from where it was hiding. And like yeah, that's no, absolutely amazing because it blends into the like, sort of mechanics exactly, and the piping and stuff. Exactly, yeah. you know. And oh, I think, amazing. isn't that the first time you see it? Like, that that well lit, I guess, isn't it? No, well, it that? might be, actually. Because um, you see snips of it before that. Yeah. But, yeah, well, I guess that's probably where you see the whole... Yeah. The whole well, of yeah, the alien, like yeah, yeah. And the worst shot in Alien... Yeah. Without a doubt, is the <laughs> one when it's dangling out the back of that ship. Oh, like, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, worst yeah. shot in the film. You know, <laughs> keep it in shadow. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what Alien? The original script for Alien was. Do you know what it was called? Go on. Called Star Beast. <laughs> yeah, Star Beast. <laughs> it would have been so shit. It, well, it was. It was. It, the intention of it was to be a proper low budget B movie. It was written yeah. by Dan O'Bannon, who. Um, he wrote Dark Star, is that him? Yeah, he, yeah. he's in Dark Star. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was directed cool. by John Carpenter, and he wrote it with John Carpenter mm. and acts in it. Have you seen that? That's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's John Carpenter's student film, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'll get on to John Carpenter in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> what have I got? What's num- your number four? Number four is controversial choice. Oh, pop it. <laughs> it's the Goofy movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rushmore. 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 All right, okay. The Wes Anderson film. I'm I'm far from an expert when it comes to Rush. Um, Rush Anderson. I don't, even, I don't even know what he's called. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Um, Wes, Anderson Wes Anderson is. I don't like the fact that people like people have a real problem with Wes Anderson. I, I think it's because it's sort of like hipster films, aren't they? So it's like so people anything that like hipsters like people have to pretend to hate. True, but then Wes Anderson's been going. He's been going for quite a long time now. I can't. That, what how what is that? And he's like. Rush filmography is that like his second or third? Or? Okay, here we go. Rushmore oh. is his second film. Yeah, that's the one I've seen. I've seen that. It's the one yeah. with um, oh, I nearly said Jason Gordon. <laughs> Jason, right? What's the guy? Ah, it's in Spock. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Play, well, plays Gideon. Jason Reitman. No, no. it's um, Talia Shire's son. Isn't it? Yeah. His name? Anyway, I'll, I'll Google. I'll Google. It's my fourth favorite film. Fourth favorite. Don't even know what the actor's called. <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, it's his second film. So he makes Bottle, Bottle Rocket first, which is not. Oh yeah, I've heard. I've, I've heard that's good though, right? I, I like yeah, all yeah. of his films. Well, Bottle Rocket, you watch that and you don't. It doesn't look like a Wes Anderson film yet. There's a couple of scenes that do, but Rushmore is the first film where he really makes the films that he will made a film that he, uh, in that style that he will be known for. Yeah, you know, and um, I just really love so it. So how how is um, Bottle Rocket different? Then? Bottle Rocket is, is Jason just, Schwartzman. That's it, Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> yeah, Bottle Rocket, Adrian from. Rocky's son, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, Bottle Rocket's got the right elements, like it's this sort of caper gone awry. But yeah, um, you know, Wes Anderson is really visually recognisable in terms of like colour and tone and the way he frames his shots. You know, he's very much on sort of framing them like a picture, an illustration from a book or something yeah. like that. And um, Bottle Rocket, he's just not got that yet. He's yeah. doing everything else that he normally does, but he doesn't have that design element to it is yet. it a very low budget sort of thing I'd imagine Buckle it's Rocket very, is, yeah, yeah. yeah quite low budget but um, Rushmore he, he's got a bit money, more money for yeah, it yeah. and it's got all those elements and it like the soundtrack is fantastic the story is brilliant because it's about this um, this kid who sort of gets a scholarship to a school that is like much better than yeah, he yeah. Had, really should have gone to you know he should have been in like given his social standing yeah, yeah. in a shitty school and it's a, just about him like Having all the thoughts that a teenage boy has, that he is like incredible yeah. and original and fantastic, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just slowly watching that getting eroded. Mm. Um, like the main crux of the story is he falls in love with one of the teachers, and then yeah. he actually spends the film like trying to woo her. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it's played; she's played by Olivia Williams, who's just oh yeah, yeah. fantastic yeah. as well. But yeah, um, it just it really sums up being that age. 
but not in a nasty, cynical way, because it's yeah. really easy to look at kids like that and you fucking idiots. They are fucking idiots. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's I something... would say, like, being 19 is the optimum age of a dickhead. Exactly, yeah. and and uh, the main character in Rushmore is a dickhead. But, like, we've all been through yeah. that, you know, and it's just a lovely celebration of that. Um, that sounds good. Stupid <laughs> moment of chart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have seen it. I've definitely seen it, but I watched that quite a long time ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember liking it when I saw it, but I've never... Like, any of his other films haven't really grabbed me. Like, everyone says, like, the Royal Tenenbaums. And, uh, uh, have you seen The Life Aquatic? No, everyone says I should. I would watch yeah. that for you, because The Life Aquatic is probably... Oh, it's so hard, because I love them all, but that's probably the pinnacle, is The Life Aquatic. Yeah. Like, what he starts in Rushmore, he perfects in The Life Aquatic. Oh, right, yeah, I will. I will, yeah. I will watch them. Just, yeah. I don't know, they're just not the sort of film that, like, no, grabbed me, really. It's no, not, you know, and, and a lot of people... I, mean, I, I like some people getting killed and stuff. <laughs> oh, people get killed in them all the time. The, the, you know, the heads get chopped off and stuff. Uh, no, but someone dies in a helicopter crash in one of them. Oh, I right. won't tell you which one. But... Uh, <laughs> But people really fucking hate Wes Anderson for some reason. But I, don't, I think it's because yeah. it's very cool and hipstery in it, and people just sort of yeah. But it's not shallow. There's like there's depth to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Rushmore. Yeah, mm. I'll have to watch it again. Definitely. Yeah. Have you remember? ever seen Election? No, I've that's heard that's good. That's with yeah, Matthew that's Broderick, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That film. Yeah, I yeah. think they were probably in the same era. Those two. Films, I think so. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I put them together in my head. I think um, I do too. Yeah. yeah. That's on Netflix. I'll actually definitely give that a watch. Yeah. Do you remember the scene in Rushmore with his plays? Do you remember any of, any of those oh, bits? Oh, no, not really. Because he stages these overly elaborate school plays yeah. and he does, like, Serpico the play. And like... <laughs> Kids with, like, fake beards talking about drug deals. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, sounds really good. I'll, I'll definitely watch that again. Cool. All right. Well, we're on number three. We're number three, three already. Go wow. for it. One is America More Off in London. Yeah. Uh, you've never mentioned that. I <laughs> know. Oh, I've never spoke about American Wolf in London. I never okay, talk about now, it. As I've mentioned before, I've never seen, seen it. it. So you didn't do your homework from the last I podcast. I didn't. Tom. I didn't. That's it. See me after class. I did. I did do it, but then the dog ate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you watched it, and then the dog ate your memories. That's of right. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got one of those Men in Black things. Converts <laughs> <laughs> him to Pedigree Chum. So what? <laughs> What's so good about American Werewolf in London, Rob? Well, I don't get so standoffish, mate. <laughs> is it not? I've heard American Werewolf in Paris is better. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Knock my hat off. Oh, it's going to take me ages to get this crazy. To be honest, I've never seen American Werewolf in Paris, so I. It's definitely better than American <laughs> Just definitely like, is. you know, I think. Because it's John Carpenter, isn't it? <laughs> no, no who, who, John Landis. John Landis. Because yeah. I was getting confused because I know John Carpenter. He normally the sequels are normally better. Like <laughs> Escape from LA is so much better than. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, right? Um, <laughs> American World American of London. It's it's basically the perfect combination of like comedy and horror, really, okay. which are two of my biggest loves. So. It's it's that like it's just perfect. It's just such a good, insanely perfect film. Okay, just I can't recommend it enough. If you're listening and you've never seen American Wolf in London, watch it now. That would be me, Tom. I can't watch it. I won't now. watch it now. That would be inappropriate. <laughs> watch it tonight when you get home. Um, what can I ask you about American Werewolf in London that hasn't already already been said? Been said. Yeah. <laughs> well, we spoke a lot about. I think in the last episode we spoke a you lot did, about the transformation yeah, yeah. scene. That's the only bit I've seen. Is it? Mm. Oh, it's good, man. Like, it's... Well, it's just, it's... It doesn't... Like, the comedy isn't in it. It's like, like Shaun of the Dead, where okay. Shaun of the Dead is a really good horror movie yeah. and a really good comedy film. Yeah. 
Um, it's like that where it's it's really funny, but it's not like a parody of okay. horror movies. It's not making fun of horror movies. It's definitely a horror movie, and it's definitely a comedy movie. Wow! It takes itself like seriously, but it's still funny, and like the special effects in it are amazing. There's like brilliant acting and just so good, just so so good. Okay, it's it's probably the film I've seen more than any other film. On your list, or any any okay. film out of all the films I've wow. ever seen, I think I've watched American Marvel London more. I used to watch it all the time on when I was a kid. Mm. Just because it, it's so watchable, it's just it's just it's really quick, fast paced. Yeah, it, it's like there's nothing, there's no fat on it at all. Really, it's just every everything in it happens it for a reason. Close to the meat, <laughs> exactly. I'd imagine <laughs> you'd watch it and realize all the things in space that are from it. Oh well, I've seen the director's commentary, so I already. <laughs> But um, what you said there that really makes me think, okay, yeah, I definitely want to watch that, is that it takes itself seriously because I yeah. think that that's you need to be doing that. Yeah. You, know? you can't take yourself too seriously and yeah. not have the substance to back it up. But like, there's nothing worse than a comedy film that doesn't think it's any yeah. good, you know? Yeah, well, definitely. Like, there's no like winks to the camera. No. And, like, oh, this is a funny comedy film. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, well, like John Landis before that, he'd only really directed comedy films. Mm. He made like Animal House and I think Blues Brothers was before that. And okay. uh, you know, so he was just known for doing comedy films. So he, he found apparently he found it really hard to get it made because it was horror, it was a werewolf yeah. film. And he rewrote the script in the in like the late sixties, apparently. Oh, really? When he was like, yeah, he wrote it years and years ago. Um, and that's how long it took him to get it off the ground. It was like it was something he wanted to make for years. Yeah. And um, I think it was originally going to be set in Paris. It was originally going to be American World from Paris. Okay. But I think there was some sort of tax breaks for making films in the UK, yeah, so they made it in the UK. That, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, like he, uh, it's you could tell when watching it that it is made with just so much love. And, like okay. it's a proper passion, like project, and just it's just. Yeah, like, like seriously, it is so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will, I will absolutely, definitely watch that. If not, I'll we slap you about episode. some more. Yeah, and I'm terrified of you, <laughs> Johnny Strong Arms. Yeah, my arms are strong. <laughs> Be careful. The strongest arms. Yeah. Um, what's your number three? Number three. Mm, this is probably a bit out of date because this director has made films since that I've probably are probably better. All right. But this was the film that made me think, oh, this guy fucking knows what he's doing. And the film is uh, Christopher Nolan's The Prestige. Oh. Yeah. Your top, your top three. In my top three, yeah. It's a good film. Yeah. It's a bloody good film. It, when I first saw it, I was... My mind was fucking blown by it. Yeah, Because yeah. Um, it's, it's a film about magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... The whole film is structured like a magic trick. That's the idea of it, yeah. And, so, yeah. And it wasn't until Interstellar that I thought Christopher Nolan did a better job than The Prestige because he does everything that you think of as being Christopher Nolan is in that film. Like where yeah. the opening shot of that film, he tells you how it's going to end. Yeah, yeah. And the voiceover from Michael Caine, he tells you exactly what's going to happen in the film and you still get fooled yeah. by it. And yeah. that to me just, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've only seen it once, so I think I need to watch oh, it again watch it to get again. the full effect. Watch yeah. it again because it is because you must remember the way 
that it progresses through the film. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, I, I sort of do. Like again, I've only watched it once, and that's when it first came out on DVD. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I didn't um, see it at the cinema. I think I was on DVD too. Yeah, but it's um, um, it's basically two rival magicians who yeah. are like trying to compete. Batman and, versus Wolverine. Exactly. Yeah, 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 it really is. <laughs> <laughs> but they're trying to like uh, outdo each other on the London yeah, yeah. stage, and it gets to these. You know, it gets so they both become completely obsessed with it. And so it ruins both their lives. Thinking about it now, like I obviously I watched it before I knew you. But yeah. Thinking about it now, I'm thinking, yeah, I can obviously tell why Tom fucking loves that film. Yeah, it's, you. it's Victorian. Yeah. It's got magic, and it fucking tricks you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you know, I watched that film, and then there's a great book called Hiding the Elephant by Jim Steinmeier, yeah. which is sort of like a little potted history about magic during yeah. that era. We all really into like magic, aren't we? Yeah, like, we haven't really... actually spoke about it. No, no, we, we should do a yeah, show yeah, about yeah. it. But yeah, I'm I, I'm properly obsessed with magic, and yeah, like yeah. knowing the actual story behind some of that, how that stuff happened, prestige is probably until the last 20 minutes, bang on, like how wow. that kind of thing went. When cool. Obviously there's things in it where it yeah, takes yeah. that leap into fantasy. It's a film. And the, yeah. there, are, there were rivalries like that mm. and, you know, magician secrets were closely guarded yeah. because that's what they made their money on. Well, of course, know? yeah. It sort of still is with the magic circle and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, but it's very easy to, I think it's very easy to write that film off as like a, a genre film and, you know. Yeah. But there, I think there's real genius in the way that film's made it is clever really clever yeah I really enjoyed it it's yeah. got David Bowie in it there's Nikola Bowie. Tesla David <laughs> Bowie you want my advice take this machine throw it into the deepest ocean but um, <laughs> what's fun if you watch that scene with David Bowie talking yeah. to uh, that would be Hugh Jackman he's talking to yeah. in that scene Hugh Jackman um, there's a bit where, he, where they're having like breakfast on a veranda and there's a part where David Bowie looks like he's just sort of stopped acting. <laughs> and what we used to say with my flatmate when we watched it is that, oh, he's just seen a squirrel. Just to the left of the camera, he just stops, looks off, and then, oh, yeah, I'm in a film. Oh, what's my life? <laughs> but, yeah, a fantastic film. Although I think probably Interstellar is, is a better film. Interstellar, yeah. yeah. I really like Inception. I really like Inception. See, now, I've got issues with Inception because it, I didn't watch it when it first came out. It took me a couple of weeks to watch it. I um, watched it when it came out on DVD. I never saw it in the cinema. But I, I heard so many people talking about how, oh, I didn't get it. It was so clever. Yeah. I got so lost. And it's, no, it's, that it's, film is fucking linear. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. It's yeah. Cool, but I think because it's so well made. I think I don't yeah. think it's as hard to follow as... Because I heard the same. Loads of people saying, oh, I don't understand what's going on. It's really hard to follow. Like, if you don't know, if you don't understand what's going on, you're not watching the film. Yeah, like, exactly. Put, put your it's, fucking phone down yeah, and watch yeah. it and you'll follow it. it is re- it's so well made yeah. that you can, you can follow what's going on really easily. It's really good. I thought it was great. Like, it was I, I, brilliant. I, Again, I like a, it a lot. sort of what I quite like what Christopher Nolan does really because you think in the hand of any other director like that would be a cheesy spy oh, God, yeah. sort of film. Yeah. Same with Interstellar would be be a cheesy sci-fi movie and like all his Batman stuff and uh, Prestige, like you said, would yeah. easily be dismissed as some sort of just cheesy genre movie. But, but he yeah. adds like a proper weight to him. And, oh like, God, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. those Batman films are like brilliant. Yeah. And, like, like the idea of someone making a Batman film like that is just like wow. Like you... I mean, you—that's not happened before. Batman no, was like, the first one to do that, and it. Yeah, and they keep trying to do it now, but I think like it, like they missed the mark. I know every podcast we record, we we talk about Zack Snyder and how yeah, shitty he is, but, but like he, he tries to, he's trying to do that with Superman, yeah. all these DC stuff, and it just doesn't work. Do you know like, it doesn't work because no. he's not good enough. He's yeah. just not good enough to do that. Exactly. You know, yeah. like Chris Nolan is someone that really 
thinks about what he's doing. And Zack yeah. Snyder's just have not you seen got the that. Uh, Chris Nolan's like, early films? Have you seen yeah. Memento and stuff? Have you seen the one before that? His first one, the one following. Yeah, yeah, following. Yeah, following yeah, yeah. Really, I have seen really that. Good. I watched that at college. Yeah, yeah really yeah. good film. Yeah, I think. But this, see, that's what I, I want from Chris Nolan. Is, is yeah. it's this thing where he sort of fools you, like he shows yeah, yeah. you what's going to happen, you forget it, and yeah, then you yeah. get reminded at the end. And he has that in following in Memento in in Prestige yeah. and Interstellar, and it's not there in um, Inception. No. Which is what I missed because I, I heard all these things. People saying, "Oh, it's incredible!" It's oh, so you were sort of expecting it to be ex- more like yeah. a twist. I was not necessarily not in a kind of Shyamalan <laughs> way, but like uh, you know, like I expected it to have layers, and I yeah. don't think Inception has layers. I think with Inception, what you see is what you get. Yeah, and I, you know, this, the things the things that people do talk about in that way, like oh. Well, you know, the, the the spinning the totem doesn't fall yeah, yeah. at the end. It's like I'm not interested in that because it doesn't happen within the boundaries of that film. You know, this is all sort of I'd say. Oh no, I, I sort of disagree with that because I think it's got a very Blade Runner type ending. Okay, yeah. Where like yeah. it's it's left ambiguous. So all the right. idea, I suppose, no Blade Runner hasn't. It's been confirmed that he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a replicant. Yeah. But, Depends which version. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you know, you see the spinning top going and it wobbles a little bit and it cuts. I love the idea that, I love films that do that where you sort of, yeah, it doesn't give you a definite ending. You have to think, oh, it could be this, it could be that. See, I, I agree. I like okay, that. I'm maybe yeah, sort yeah. of, I'm giving it a harder time than it deserves because yeah. it is a very good Stop film. Stop ragging on it, man. <laughs> but, um, correct me if I'm wrong, right? You're wrong. Um, <laughs> at the end of Inception, yeah. before he spins the totem, he goes and meets his kid, doesn't he? Something like that, yeah, yeah. Do his kids turn around in that shot? I don't remember. Because I think they do, and I could, because I, I think the shot gets repeated throughout the film, and he's only he can only see the back of their heads. Yeah. And I've got a feeling that the last scene of that film, the kids actually turn around and face him. And to me, that was the ultimate proof that he wasn't dreaming because he was finally sort of making that connection with them. So no, by the I time so, I yeah. got to the totem, the totem, even for me when I first saw it, was not a big deal. It was like it was that shot before that that kind of mm. gave no, me yeah, the I guess, ending, so, yeah. You know, well, very good film and really important film as well because it wasn't. A, it was a film that was hugely had a huge budget. wasn't attached to an, a property like yeah. Batman already. It was clever. It was well made and it made yeah. money. It was so sort it, of a, yeah. a blockbuster that was done that doesn't patronise exactly. And then yeah. because of that, he got to make Interstellar, which is a, yeah. a vastly superior film. To it's great. His next film's Dunkirk, isn't it? With Harry II. Styles. Yeah, Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles is in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> well, there we go. Chris Nolan, probably one of my all-time favorite directors. Yeah, he's very good. Very mm. good. Um, what number are we on? Number two already, aren't we? Number two. Cool. What you got? My number two is Robocop. All and man, part man, part machine. All cop. cop. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a film. I'm sure I spoke about Robocop loads on this podcast. I must have. Why? Do you why? Love it so much? Why do you love it so much? Because I don't think you've actually spoken about that. About why I love it. Mm. Um. It's one of those films where, again, because like you were saying a minute ago about Chris Nolan films being could be easily being cheesy block yeah. like, cheesy like genre movies. Where Robocop, yeah. there's no argument, it is a cheesy genre movie. Yeah, but there are so many layers to it and so much depth to it. Like the script is just fucking insane. It is so good. Yeah, watch that film just thinking about the story and how the like how it goes and like I said, like I said about American Wolf in London. Everything in that film is there for a reason. There's no yeah. bollocks to it. Like it just. But he would have lost those. He would have. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he had one left. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm cheapening this. Um, 
And like, but like, again, you think a film called RoboCop. Yeah, it should be. It should awful. be shit. It yeah. should be awful. It should be in the realms of uh, like the the. Um, Name a bad film. <laughs> the Reanimator. It should be one of those films. You say name a bad film and then say Reanimator. No, but it should be. <laughs> it should be a genre film. It yeah, should yeah, be something well, that we, doesn't yeah. sort of step outside of that. Yeah, genre. it should be yeah. sort of like you know, like, a, like you know, like Canon films, one of their sort yeah. of like low budget, cheap sort I, of shit I, films, or even sort of uh, what's the other one that make like snakes on a train? Yeah, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. But that sort of thing. But RoboCop is just so good it's like it works as a good action movie mm-hmm. it works as a good like satire i'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it works as uh as a sci-fi movie it's probably my f- like well i was about to say the next film my list technically a sci-fi film but as like a <laughs> it's probably my favorite sci-fi film the okay. reason i like my my number one is the horror element more than the yeah. sci-fi element. I wonder but what it'll be. I wonder. <laughs> I've never mentioned it before. Um, whereas, like, Robocop, it's just... It's like a, a film about the 80s. Yeah. It's perfect. It's basically just, like, a big fuck you to, like, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> but done in a really fun, awesome action movie. Yeah. There's a bit where a guy gets covered in toxic waste and then he gets run over by a car and his head comes off, like... How can that not be anyone's favourite film? I think what I, what I love about Robocop is it couldn't have been made that well in any other decade. Nope. That is an 80s film. Yeah. Well, they tried to make it again, didn't they? Have you seen the Robocop remake? I'm not going to bother. No, it's crap. I did watch it. It's, you know, it's a, it's a film like that that's allowed to be an 18. You know, yeah. when would that happen now? That won't happen yeah. now, you know? I think when I watched Iron Man 2, yeah. I thought that should have been made in the same year as Robocop because it would have been such a better film, you know? If people are allowed yeah, to actually yeah. spill blood and get hurt, get yeah. hurt in films, you know? I think, well, the thing is, it's weird with when it comes to like violence like that in films, like lots of gore and stuff. Yeah. I think Robocop, there's so, the, the gore in it is so over the top. Yeah. It becomes like, like less like horrible, yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. Like there's this, you know, the, the scene you have you have ten seconds to comply, like yeah. that bit where like Ed Toy and I just like mows that guy to bits. Like you watch that, and it's so stupid, like not stupid, but yeah, stupid. Yeah. Like 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 he's but he just gets turned into like mince meat, and yeah. it's just there's blood spraying everywhere, and it's just ridiculous. It's all it gets to that point where it's so unrealistic and like comic book like, yeah. That it doesn't become horrible. It is like watching a live action comic book. Exactly. Um, and then the best thing the guy says, "Can we get a paramedic after like, <laughs> seeing him get just turned to like meat dust?" <laughs> meat dust. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, oh, I'm assuming you've, you've seen RoboCop. I, I have. Seen it, fair, it, yeah. fair few times. Not in a while, but I'm, yeah. I was probably uh, I'm probably more familiar than that with uh, a lot of the other films on your list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just yeah, I fucking love Robocop. Like, <laughs> I should watch it again. I've not seen it. Like, it's one of those films I just watch all the time. Like I could just just put it on. And I'll just watch Robocop. Like, do you feel like it's been tainted by the sequels at all? The se- well, I quite like Robocop two. What? Which one's Robocop two? Robocop two is like where is that the one with Kane? yeah, Kane, yeah. and there's like a uh, like they're dealing like a drug called Nuke that they're dealing oh, around. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean it's no way near as good as Robocop, but no. it's, as like a, a sort of. An action movie is good. It's written by Frank Miller. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Um, but so is this third one, which right. is 
unwatchably bad. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched the yeah, third like one. Yeah, the third one is so bad. Because at that point, I think they tried to make it, like they'd made loads of TV series and they made yeah. like a cartoon of it. They sort of watered it down. Toys. So at that yeah. point, they didn't really know how to sort of pitch it. It wasn't really for adults anymore. No. It wasn't, That's yeah. strange, isn't it? Because yeah. I remember it being a kid and having like Robocop action figures. I think my parents just let me watch it because it was called Robocop. Like, yeah. I think... You know, I remember while watching it, well, my dad used to let us watch all sorts anyway, but my yeah. mum was a bit more like, we were saying they never used to watch horror films. Yeah. They used to watch us watch films like Robocop or Escape from New York and like yeah. The Warriors and stuff, like action movies. Um, but like, like with um, Robocop, I think they just thought it's called Robocop. It's obviously going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. I remember we, I wasn't allowed to watch the bit where the guy gets covered in toxic waste. My dad would always make me cover my eyes. Yeah. But just hearing it was so much worse than it seeing it. Yeah. Just hearing him like melting. And then, <laughs> yeah. Because your imagination has a much better special effects budget. Yeah. Than, <laughs> than my, my, my imagination's even better than Rob Bottin at doing special effects. Like, did he do special effects in uh, Robocop as well? I think he did. did. Yeah, I think he oh, did. Okay. I, might be, I might be wrong there. I don't know. It's can't yeah. be right it's at that yeah. era isn't it yeah um, yeah well, like if we spoke about the 2000 AD on one of these podcasts didn't we and there's yeah. the um, they talk on that documentary Future Shock about how basically Robocop is the best Judge Dredd film yeah. really like. until recently I'd say well yeah I mean yeah. Robocop is better than that film than oh god yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but Dredd is a Dredd. better Judge yeah, Dredd yeah. film than Robocop <laughs> yeah. but it is sort of like how it is like it's basically 2000 AD isn't it very well, yeah, yeah, very, very the, much the so, satire yeah. of it. The yeah. also, I think the fact that it's made by um, like a, uh, I think he's German, isn't he? Paul Verhoeven, he's uh, not a, a European, he might be Austrian, yeah, maybe, I don't think he is German, but he's from right. somewhere. Oh, like Holland, that. maybe he's, Dutch, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, but, um, sorry, carry on. No, I was saying the fact it's made by someone who isn't American, yeah, I think that. You can you get that's why you get that satire of it. Mm. I think I don't know, obviously I'm sure Americans can do brilliant satire about America, obviously, but I oh, think sure can, the yeah. idea of Robocop is that in many ways it is sort of like how we see America. Yeah. I think a satire in America, I think and again, broad generalisation, but I think yeah. it's usually better when someone from outside of the America comes in and yeah. they let them do it like John Oliver on the Daily oh, Show. Amazing, you know, yeah. Like, or Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well I'd say Paul Verhoeven and John Oliver are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Is it Paul Verhoeven who made the most expensive student film ever? I don't know, maybe. Is that him? I'm gonna look it up because I I can't remember who name some other high big budget directors. No, who directed Stargate? Oh, Ronald Emmerich. That's sorry, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of him. Yeah, he did. Yes, yeah. so I read, yeah. I've read about that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, obviously he's doing the new Independence Day film, isn't he? Like, that's coming out soon. Yeah, need that's, a sequel. Yeah, that, that's a it? film that yeah. I definitely. When I saw Independence Day, I was like, I wonder what happens next. So, I end, so open ended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, I just read that he's rebooting Stargate again. He's rebooting it from the okay. like, from the ground up because he d- did the original yeah. Stargate. I film. do like Stargate. Yeah, I've never. I remember liking it. I mean, it's got Kurt Russell in it. I love Kurt Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell. I wonder what other films you like with Kurt yeah, Russell. Yeah, I wonder. Um, um, but, like, yeah, I, I quite enjoy Stargate. I've never seen the TV series and stuff. Never really watched no, it. No, I never bothered with that. Apparently, they, they're quite good. Apparently, they're a bit cheesy. But, like, apparently, well, the, the film's a bit cheesy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But the idea of it being that the all the sort of gods that people worship are like you know, the ancient Egyptian gods and the ancient Greek god, gods yeah. are actually aliens from different... That's a very cool from, idea. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool idea in fiction, but uh, <laughs> some people have taken it a little bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Robocop, I mean... Cool. Yeah. Tom, what's your number two? Number two? 
Ghostbusters. Yeah. It had to be, really. It's, uh, yeah, it's one of the films I've always been obsessed with. Oh, Ghostbusters is yeah. amazing. I probably watch it uh, once a year, I think, on yeah. average. Yeah. And it's what, even though I've seen it that many times, yeah. still makes me laugh. Yeah. And almost all every viewing I will see something I've never seen before in that film. Yeah, same like I was saying with Spinal Tap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just so it's just almost perfect, I'd say. Oh definitely. <laughs> it's like, got that right mix of, you know, those actors working together who are just so good together. Brilliant script, really, really funny, yeah. and it's just a cool idea, you know. Oh, just absolutely awesome. Mm. Bill Murray. Yeah. I fucking love Bill Murray. All of them, though. They're all yeah. brilliant. You know, like, as a kid, I was absolutely obsessed with uh, Harold Ramis. Like, Egon, I wanted to be Egon. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, for some reason. Right, so it was always favorite. I wanted to be uh, Peter Venkman. Like, when we used to play Ghostbusters as kids yeah. at like, the playground. That's, that's Bill Murray. We can go and leave that. I'll leave that. So that was Bill Murray. Highly litigious. Yeah. Um, did, you know, did you know he's not got an agent? Bill Murray. Bill Murray's never had an agent. Well, oh, it doesn't. I'll bring him back. <laughs> 1471. But there was a film. Uh, oh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. They originally wanted Bill Murray to play the Bob Hoskins part. But because <laughs> yeah. Bill Murray doesn't have an agent, they couldn't get hold of him. So wow. that, that's the reason Bob Hoskins. If, if Bob. If Bill Definitely Murray, that is the sort of the next step. Yeah. You've got Bill Murray, Bob Hoskins. Well, well you know, similar first names, isn't it? So, <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Like next on the roller decks, isn't Bobo. it? Bobo. Um, but yeah, if, Bob Hos- <laughs> if Bill Murray had an agent, he would have been. He would have been in, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's I, a fucking good film, Who Framed Roger yeah, Rabbit. It is a good yeah. film. But I don't really know what else I can say about Ghostbusters. Like, have I spoken. I don't know if I've spoken about it that much on No, here, I don't know. Um, it's just such a good film. It is yeah. like it's. It was such a massive part of my childhood. Oh, God. I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people. Our oh, age. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, um, before before Bill Murray rang, <laughs> I was saying when we played when you know when we'd play Ghostbusters at, at school. Yeah, we would uh, like you know we'd all argue about who could be Peter Peter Vinkman. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and for the, me, like, I've always wanted to be the Egon. Egon. Oh, if, only, if only we were friends when we were like eight years old. You'd have hated me. <laughs> I, I mean, like, you could get really cynical and say there was all the like the merchandise tied in with it. Yeah. But it was all really good, and the film's really good. So it's not like yeah. they were just trying to sell kids proton packs. Like, you'd watch that film, yeah. and you'd want a proton pack, and then you could go and get one. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is fairly cynical a little bit, but, like... But it's a really good film. It's yeah. not like Transformers, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which, well, Transformers was originally designed to sell as toys anyway, exactly. wasn't it? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Ghostbusters. What's just, um, what do you think of Ghostbusters Two? I like it. I like. I've got a lot of time for that film. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's obviously not as good as the first yeah. one, but it's still a good film. I always thought in Ghostbusters Two, you know the like, like the pink ooze stuff. Yeah, I always thought it looked really delicious. Do you reckon? I like, always thought it looked delight. really yeah, like all like blancmange, like strawberry blancmange. I always thought it looked really nice. Mm. I thought it looked a bit sort of sexy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> in later well, years anyway. Well, yeah. There we go. That's uh, well, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver is obviously. Very sexy yeah. in Ghostbusters. Yeah. She is Dana Barrett. I share yeah. her second name because I married mm-hmm. her without her knowing. Oh, did you? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't really know if I can say much more about it other than it's just an amazing. It's sort of thing. I'd like to think if someone's listening to this podcast, they've seen Ghostbusters and if know they exactly they how good it is. Sort their lives yeah, out and, and basically, I don't want anyone that's not seen Ghostbusters listening to this podcast. Oh, I've just remembered my girlfriend Caroline has never seen it, <laughs> but also she doesn't, doesn't listen, listen to, to this, this, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> But she's I, never seen Ghostbusters. She's never seen it, but I keep saying we're going to have to watch it because it's just so funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's really, really funny. Yeah. 
No, it is funny. What's your favourite line in Ghostbusters? Does this poll still work? Like, I could do that endlessly. <laughs> um, uh, I like, I like, it's true, this man doesn't have a dick. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true, this man has no dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, like I was doing the other day, I was saying someone had a Twinkie and I was saying if this Twinkie was to represent the usual amount of uh, hatred towards the EU, this Twinkie would currently be 36 feet in long and weigh approximately 64 pounds. That's, that's a big Twinkie. That's one big Twinkie. Yeah, I've actually watched Ghostbusters in a long time, actually. I might watch that till this evening. Mm, I bought them on Blu-ray last year, but I've not watched them on Blu-ray yet. But no, I've I'm not seen them on Blu-ray. I bet they're good, yeah, yeah. yeah. And shall I address the elephant in the room? You're right, Nelly? No. <laughs> 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 Can you not call her? <laughs> 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 Cut out. <laughs> um, um, we... Uh, what Just about the new you address oh, the elephant, okay. uh, the big Paul Fig-shaped elephant, the music, <laughs> the music in the first Ghostbusters is brilliant oh, as yeah. well. Really, really good. Yeah. Okay. What 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 do you think of the uh, the remake, reboot, I sequel, whatever it's gonna be? I honestly couldn't give a shit about it. I, <laughs> I really couldn't. Like, if they want to make a new one, that's fine. Perfect. Yeah, I yeah. understand that, but it's not. It's not going to be Ghostbusters. No. It's not going to be the film that I want. No. Because the film I the third Ghostbusters film was already made. The, the third film that I wanted was already made and it came in the form of a PS3 game. Yeah, that, that was game, yeah. brilliant and that it was a brilliant good, succession yeah. to those films. Like yeah. I, I really I'm not angry about the new one, but I'm not excited about it either. I'll go and watch it. Like I'll, I'll watch it. I think I'll probably watch it, yeah. but like that for, I, I I've heard them saying that that first teaser, teaser was not accurate yeah, for the film, yeah. which there's sort of a trend for that recently because you know, do you remember The Martian? Yeah, like the first teaser for that was really somber. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's probably why I didn't really get. Yeah. I didn't really get that excited about the Martian. No, because I it just thought it was going to be like very like po-faced yeah. and stuff. Well, if you just watched that teaser, you yeah. to- everybody went away thinking, "Oh, yeah. this is going to be really like um, serious." Yeah. and the book is not like that, and the final yeah. film was not. No, like well, that. well, my my girlfriend convinced me to watch it because she she went to see it at the cinema and yeah. said it was really funny. Like it was really making me laugh. And it's I was a like, fantastic. Oh, it's film. funny. Like yeah. when I watched it, I was like. Oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. This is funny. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. The book is fantastic. Yeah, I'll well. have to read yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's a really fascinating it. story as well. Because didn't he? Uh, he like self-published it as a, as a yep. blog for free. Yep. Uh, Everybody turned him down, so he yeah. self-published for free. And so then, just and like these podcasts, like maybe one day they'll make the Memory Two Brains film. Uh, that's right. That's right, Ridley that, Scott. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wiggly Scott. You can do it for us, Wiggly <laughs> Scott. Call him that. We're gonna work with him. That's soon, his like. name, isn't it? Wiggly Scott. Wigg- Wiggly Scott. Yeah. He's like well, he's got like a little invisible string. Yeah. Yeah. You go around through your fingers. Yeah. Who would play us? The, uh, um, Danny Glover and just play uh, both of us. Yeah, play both. Yeah. <laughs> Different glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have a beard and then sideburns. For True. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, someone else, I reckon. Someone Probably else. Who played? Who uh, played Liam? When this who again? played Sonia in EastEnders? I reckon like <laughs> she'd make a good Liam. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> and Carl, I reckon, uh, be played by uh, uh, Danny John Jules. <laughs> Yeah, so there we are, Wiggly Scott. Mm. Get in touch. But um, just a final note on that Paul Feig one. I will watch the new trailer. I will watch yeah. the film. But the the thing I didn't like is the first shot in that teaser yeah. was a gross out gag. Yeah, you said this to me. And but that I, is just yeah. um, that is 
Oh, that's the gross out alarm. That is just like light years away from the original film. Yeah. Like I know Venkman gets slimed in it, and there's that element, yeah. but at no point is everyone like anyone like, oh, someone's throwing up on me. Oh, yeah. oh. you know, it's not that kind of film. <laughs> I guess I don't know. That didn't really bother me that much. I, I just felt I saw that. To me, no, it? not to me. <laughs> I, I saw that and I went, "You've not got the tone right. You've not got mm. the tone right." The tone of the original Ghostbusters is, as Carl has said, is that. It's people taking down the paranormal with the um, like workaday schlub ethic of a, of yeah, a yeah. pestic survey. Yeah, well, that's you know? that is basically that boiled Ghostbusters yeah. boiled down. Isn't exactly, it? That's what it is. Yeah, and that's the, my favourite scene in it is the, when they go to the hotel and they catch Slimer like the first ghost, oh, and then they've got yeah. it afterwards, and the yeah. guy, like they're doing the bill and like we came. Ray's just like, <laughs> we saw no, it's Egon's just giving <laughs> him the figures by the, like rubbing against his cheek. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. we saw we, we kicked, kicked its ass. <laughs> Ghostbusters. All right, I think uh, we're okay. on to our number one. Number so I'm one. gonna before I see number one, I'm gonna do two notable exceptions. Oh, okay, that's list, a good idea. I yeah. thought of as we were talking. I should do that as well. Then. Um, Raising Arizona. Never seen it. <laughs> Raising Arizona is absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> I've heard good things. Like I, I like um, the uh, what they call the Coen Brothers. I like them a lot. Yeah. I think Fargo is amazing. Big Lebowski's not as good as what everyone says it is, but it is good. <laughs> Are you quoting um, Cassidy from the new Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no, but like, oh, that's a shite film. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a shite film. No, I would say it's just not as good. It's, it's good. It's it's achieved this like um, transcendent status, yeah, yeah. isn't it? And it's not that good. Whereas Raising good Arizona, film. for like Coen Brothers comedy films, mm. Raising Arizona is miles ahead of it. Like it's such a good film. And Nick Cage. And Nick Cage that proving best. that he can be brilliant. Yeah. He's got a fucking Oscar. <laughs> yeah. And my other notable exception is Evil Dead 2. Very good film. And Which, I'd agree with that being the best out of those, out of that run. Out of the Evil Dead films, yeah. obviously. Like, yeah. Army of Darkness is wicked. Evil yeah. Dead's wicked. But uh, Evil Dead 2 is just... Yeah. It's sublime. Yeah. Not even as good as a lime. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but also he did the right thing there. I think by basically yeah. remaking the first one with yeah. more money, I think that was the correct choice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's and upping the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. Uh, Evil Dead Two is like a, a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon with yeah. a string gore in it. It, it really is, is absolutely yeah. amazing. Just oh, that film. Is yeah. that the first one to feature the arm chainsaw? That's yeah, not yeah. in the first one. That's not in the first one. because his arm gets possessed. That's it. Yeah, he chops it off. Who's what laughing now? What a ridiculous thing, yeah. but it's so cool. It's because well, Sam Raimi's like a massive Three Stooges nut. Yeah. And like Army of Darkness and Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead 1 is just full of like slapstick. Yeah. Like, there's the whole scene where like where Bruce Campbell was Ash. He's like wrestling with his own arm. Yeah. And he's like smashing plates over yeah. his head and he's like doing flips and stuff. Like, that's just like. That's the Three Stooges. There was a brilliant joke in that when he's, I think he's cutting his arm off yeah. and there's a book on the floor that is a farewell, a farewell to arms. arms. He, puts, he puts the hand under a bin and puts the book That's on top it. of yeah, farewell yeah, to yeah. arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evil Dead 2. Brilliant. And he, what's your, no, your uh, notable, notable exceptions? exceptions? I think from childhood it would be Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck oh, was my yeah, favourite yeah, film Buck, growing I up. I love John Candy. That, that's my favourite John Candy is film. It? I, oh, love I like um, Planes, Trains and Automobiles because it's John Candy and Steve Martin well, two for just one. being <laughs> absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> but Uncle Buck, no, I probably watched that. It was, I had the video as a kid, I watched it a fucking lot. Yeah. And then last Christmas I watched it again with uh, with Caroline and we, I just I totally enjoyed it all over again. It made I'm not, I watched it maybe a couple of years ago. It was on TV over Christmas yeah. like a couple of years ago and I remember thinking, this is really good it's it not is. like it's, it's not one of those films that I've film. like just sort of liked as a kid and sort of isn't as good now 
like it's actually really good oh it really stands I just realised that both, both films we spoke about are John Hughes as well yeah John Hughes films which I you know they're his best films I think Uncle Buck and uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles yeah I think they are yeah. I'm also keen on his like 16 Candles stuff and I like Club. Breakfast Club a lot, yeah, Breakfast Club but it's right, not but funny. Yeah. It's not as funny as Uncle yeah, Buck. Yeah, yeah. Is a uh, Nicole go downtown and have a rat and all that thing off your face. <laughs> <laughs> but again, lot, there's a lot of heart in Uncle Buck. I really yeah. like that. Do you know it's just recently been turned into a TV show? It was. Ter- it was. It was actually. It was an '80s sitcom based on Uncle Buck as well. Really, which is absolutely awful. I bet it. Watch is. the intro for it. It's hilariously I, bad. I will do that. So they just done it again as a TV series. Yeah, there's a newer one on at the oh, moment. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen any of it, but they, they've kept the lettering like the. Is, uh, is John Candy in it? No. Yeah, right. No. Rob. I wonder what's happened to him. You know what's happened to him, Rob? Fucking grow up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They've got John Belushi in this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's another notable exception Blues Brothers yeah I, I'm not as in love with that but I love oh, their music man. joke yeah. oh, fuck it. I just good. think Blues Brothers 2000 is a bit better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's uh, again we've got the the people we've been talking about this evening John Landis yeah um, old Ghostbusters old Ray I can't forget yeah. his name Dan Aykroyd Dan Aykroyd yeah uh, and uh, John Candy John Candy he's not in that John Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah. John Candy is probably in Blues Brothers, isn't he? I think he is at some point, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> oh, and Little Shop of Horrors, that's another film. That's, that's a very good And he's in that yeah. for a little bit. Little Shop of Horrors, that's what I was obsessed with. Do you know, who, do you know who's in Blues Brothers? There's a cameo in it at some point. Yeah, Ray Charles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steven uh, Spielberg. Aretha Franklin. What? Steven Spielberg. He's not, he's not a musician. <laughs> no, he's not a musician. Yeah, he's playing the bongos in it. That's <laughs> yeah. Steven Spielberg's in it at the end. Is he, really? Cool, cool. All right, have you got another notable exception? Or um, well, I've got a few, like Shaun of the Dead would would have been oh, in my yeah, top ten. Yeah, of course, yeah, like definitely that, be in my top ten. Blade Runner, Alien, yeah, they would have been in my top ten. But yeah. Alien or Aliens, which do you prefer? Without a doubt, hundred percent, hands down. Don't even have to think about it. Alien, Alien Resurrection. Alien. <laughs> I'm fucking off. I can't, I can't <laughs> be doing this. You're gonna put words in my mouth. <laughs> no, it'd be Alien. Alien. I like I can... Aliens, and I know I see your point. But yeah, for yeah. Me, Alien probably like two or three stories better than aliens mm. see i i don't know i can never because they're so different they are so that's different a, they're that's so a, different yeah. and you're more of a fan of that action film than i am and that's yeah. why see, I, I, I love alien. action movies yeah. and i love horror movies so yeah. if i want to watch a horror movie i'll watch alien yeah if i want to watch an action movie i'll watch aliens i think ridley scott is a better ridley scott. wiggly scott is a better visual director than james cameron i think that's why i prefer alien alien look oh, it's like a yeah. fucking the yeah. mere painting in, yeah. in places you know like I'm not saying James Cameron James Cameron is spectacular well I mean like James Cameron a lot of his stuff is just like gun porn yeah oh like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The fucking the, the Salako is a fucking gun, gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no it'd have to be Alien but yeah, that, that was actually on my list and I crossed it out and put the prestige oh yeah you've definitely made the wrong choice I think I may have done <laughs> <laughs> alright number one it's exciting you go first go on. All right. okay this may come as some sort of surprise, but it's John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Warn me before you I'm tell sorry. me just I'm drinking this I'm, glass of water. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's shocking. No one mm. saw that one coming, but... It's a fucking amazing film. Though. It's so good. Yeah. Um, it's got... It's the trilogy of greatness. Yeah. You've got uh, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, yeah. Rob team. Yep. I can't argue with that. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it would be in my top ten as well. It's an amazing film. Yeah, it's 
and again, like it's John Carpenter's my favorite director. Okay, like his his first, I don't know, like all of his like early films are amazing. From like yeah. Dark Star that we were speaking about yeah. earlier on, which is his student film, so it's not like as accomplished. But then he went from that to doing Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Never seen that. I that need to film watch that. Is so good. Yeah. It's, again, tight. This this perfect little film. You know what it's about. It's an assault on the on, 13th precinct. Well, they say that it's not actually set in precinct 13, which isn't is, it? Yeah. It's like a cop station, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's a police During station. A riot or something like yeah, that. well, they sort of yeah. they've got these like high, like pr- high, like I don't know, risk prisoners coming yeah. through, and they stop there. Okay. And then suddenly these like gangsters sort of raid it. It's a bit almost like Night of the Living Dead or something. Okay. They're, like, they're just stuck in this um, like a police station while all these gangsters, just like waves of sort of faceless gangsters, are coming oh in God. and stuff. Yeah, and they're just it's just a siege. Um, yeah, and it's it's brilliant. Then Halloween, which is like a game changing film, like yeah. that film changed everything. Okay, like in horror movies, Halloween, and then just all the stuff after that, and then but the the thing is like this little moment of perfection mm. that he just like. These come all these amazing films, but that just stands out from all of them. Yeah, there's something about it, the atmosphere of it, the music. It's Ennio Morricone does the music, yeah. and he was nominated for a Razzie for the music. The music in the thing was nominated for a Razzie. That's a that seems like a huge mistake. I mean, that is insane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's great soundtrack. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely amazing. A lot of the music in that is used in Hateful Eight. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, oh, very similar. I've not like, seen Hateful Eight. Oh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, very, very inspired by the thing. Again, Ennio Morricone does the music for that, and won an Oscar for Hateful Eight. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the thing is, 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 it's that classic bottle story, isn't it? Yeah. Like the thing, I think actually has a lot in common with um, uh, Agatha Christie and things like yeah. that. You know, like um, and then there were none, like that kind yeah. of story. You know, where there's a, there's, a, they're restricted, they can't get out. And they're it's yeah. trying to figure out who is. You know. Oh, it's like it's you. It feels like it should. It feels cold. And yeah. Like claustrophobic and like paranoid. Oh god! Like, yeah. I've watched yeah. it so many times, and I always sort of get confused about. Oh, is that the thing? I always sort of, every time I watch it. Because it's made like that. Yeah. It's Made to like it have is you second disorientating. And, yeah. Uh, and it is, it's really scary. It's got amazing special effects. Oh, fan, like, you know, Rob, we've, I think we spoke about Rob Bossin on the last one, didn't we? Just we made, did, yeah, uh, yeah. Sending himself slightly mad, making it. <laughs> yeah. Know, but. The, the, those special effects are just absolutely mm. mind blowing. Um, when they could be so laughable, do you know what yeah. I mean? The, there's things like when well, the, the whole, head. Yeah, the whole idea of the film could be, again, like we were saying about the little cheesy B movie genre movies that yeah. I like, they're the sort of films I like. The thing is definitely one of them. Yeah. But like what Chris Nolan does, it's got a weight to it, and it's like yeah, just it takes so good. My yes, yeah, it takes itself seriously. Yeah. It's very well made. It also does the very clever Han Solo thing of making reference to how fucking ridiculous it is. Yeah, I read an article about that. Um, the title of the article was "You've got to be fucking kidding me." Because <laughs> yeah. the the chest burst song <laughs> when the head sprouts spider's yeah. legs. There's a character who turns mm. pretty much turns to the camera and yeah. says that, and it's like "You've got to be fucking yeah. kidding." Yeah. By doing that, it's letting you know that the film knows it's yeah. being ridiculous, yeah. and it makes you buy into it. You know, definitely. Yeah, and I've never really thought of that before, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so again, I'm just uh, I'm getting like just like emotional thinking about how <laughs> good the thing up, is. I'm welling yeah, up. Yeah, it is. It's it's, um, it's mag. It's a magnificent film. That yeah. um, um, definitely like the peak of like 
80s horror sci-fi yeah. like yeah just unbeatable and the, the perfect time for it to happen because of the special effects and yeah. they happened like but that but it's strange enough at the time it was a massive flop um, it's crazy isn't didn't it? it it was I think it came out the same week as E.T. that's gonna happen so you know, yeah that's the thing. so you had like the E.T. E. coming out it was like a friendly nice alien <laughs> and then you had the thing <laughs> and people obviously didn't want the horrible <laughs> no like world devouring alien yeah I want that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, Kurt Russell, just awesome. You can't, no, man. He's that's probably his best film, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I mean, all the stuff he did with John Carpenter's Bore good. Overboard with Meg Ryan, that one. <laughs> the Meg, that's Goldie Horn. Oh, that's, oh is, that, that's, is that showing? Sorry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> See a dog from Blue Peter in it when he gets excited. Oh, <laughs> no, because um, they're, they're like they're not married, but they're like they've been together for years, haven't they? Goldie yeah. Horn and Kurt Russell, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's probably a prick in real life, isn't he? Kurt Russell, yeah, yeah he's yeah. a bit of a gun nut, and he yeah. is a bit of a very quiet. Why do people love guns? I yeah. blame James Cameron. That's who I am. <laughs> like. But yeah, you know, he is he is Snake Plissken, is yeah. uh, R.J. McCready, oh, McCready, he's Jack yeah. Jack Burton. It's all about the reflexes. Yeah, and the stuff he did with John Carpenter is amazing. I really like uh, Tango and Cash. The, uh, I haven't seen that in a long time. The, the him yeah. and Stallone. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame he sort of dropped off the radar because I think he is actually quite a good Kurt film Kurt Russell. Star. Yeah, but he's, he's coming back. He's, he's, back he's done quite a few Tarantino's films. Yeah, he's obviously back. in Hateful Eight. Yeah. He did. Um, there's a film called Bone Tomahawk, which is apparently really good. It's like oh, a, right. a western horror movie that he's oh, in. Oh, he's good in westerns. Yeah, you've seen Tombstone. Oh really? yeah, not oh, for a long time. That film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's sort of. I wouldn't say he dropped off the radar. Just hasn't done as much. Hasn't done as much. Um, yeah, I'd like to he's see him He's in. He's in the new Guardians of the Galaxy film. Yes. Yeah. And we all know who he's playing. Although it's Snake. Not... Snake Plissken. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's actually popped an eye out for this one. He's <laughs> yeah. Fully converted. The only thing I've seen that he's I haven't seen, sorry, that he's done with John Carpenter is the film about Elvis. That's where they they first started oh, working I've, together. I've seen that. Funny it's a TV enough. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've like years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is weird that John Carpenter made a film about Elvis. But you got to get started somewhere. Yeah, in the commentary. I think it might be in the commentary of the thing. He says that he sort of, I think he he says, Oh, I think they just asked me because uh, I they saw that I did the music for Halloween and they said when he likes music, we'll get him to do a film about Elvis. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's another thing about John Carpenter, I love his music. Like he's just I've not heard it, but you've been yeah, well, you, you, you spoke to yeah, about yeah, like, He obviously did a lot yeah. of the soundtracks for his early films, he did the soundtrack for Halloween and Assault and Prison first yeah. year, Escape from New York. Um, but he's just released a couple of albums and he's touring stuff with his son and strangely oh, wow. enough. Ray Davis from the Kinks' son. That's that's funny, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, apparently he's his like he's his god uh, godfather. Or really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The thing. It's, it's one of those. If you've not watched it, fucking watch it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite film ever. So uh, sometimes RoboCop. Basically, when I watch RoboCop, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite. Yeah. When I watch the thing, I'm like, oh no, this is my favorite. But I think. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, I think the thing is probably better than Robocop. I would say it is, but yeah, then yeah. I, you know, I'm, as again, as we said, I'm not as much of a fan of those genres. Yeah, as genre you movies. Are, you know? yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, Tom, it's your number one. Rob. I mean, I think I probably know what it is as well. Mm, do you, though? Mrs. Brown's Boys, the movie? That's exactly it, yeah, <laughs> honestly. When she holds those melons on the front cover. Oh, right, because they look like they're like tits, aren't they? Yeah. The genius of that, yeah. to see a melon and go. It's like a big old tit, and then to get two of them, <laughs> and not like a pair of tits. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, it does have Indiana Jones in it. Well, there's, there's, there's a choice of four films. Yeah, 
I can definitely choose that one of them's not going to be on that in this list. No, it's is uh, it? Go on. Is it Last Crusade? It is Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. That's surprising. Why yeah. Last Crusade over? Now it's um, it's really and I've come the other this, one. The other one. The other, well, look, it's definitely not Crystal Sky and it's definitely not Temple of Doom. Although Temple of Doom, I love a, Temple of Doom. It's a good film. Oh, I but think it's wicked. The other two, the other two, I think are better than it because they are. There's a thing. Steven Spielberg says it himself. When he thinks a film is bad, he'll put a lot of jokes in it, and there's too much humour in Temple of Doom for oh, it to be a really good film, I think. But um, if it's between and I've struggled, I've really struggled with this. But over the course of the last two years, I've learned to be honest with myself and admit that I like Last Crusade more because Raiders is a incredible film. The way it's structured, the way it moves, it, you can't fault it for any of that stuff. And I think I've said on this before, but I've got a 45-minute version of the film with all the dialogue yeah, yeah. cut out, and it's still fantastic. Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah, yeah. But that is also why I prefer Last Crusade, because the depressing thing about Raiders of the Lost Ark is Indiana Jones has no impact on anything that happens in that film, and he doesn't he doesn't end that film any different from he, than he yeah, does in the first scene. Sort of Whereas true, in yeah. Last Crusade, there's actually a bit of a character arc for him and there's a yeah. bit of a story for him to follow. Yeah, I, yeah, I get what you mean, but I quite like um, how it is just sort of... I, I like, because it's based on the old pulp comics. Yeah, absolutely, and stuff. yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, it is just a little adventure. Yeah. So it's, you know... It's one of those sort of serial adventures, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's why I quite like Temple of Doom, because it's set before, isn't it? It's definitely yeah. a prequel, isn't it, Temple That's of it. Doom? Yeah, yeah. Um, Fortune and, just, and glory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like a little... Just little, uh, little vignette. Yeah, little, like a little yeah, story, yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Raiders is it's a fantastic film it's amazing, just for it? me yeah. I and again something I've said a few times about films on here is like it's the heart in Last Crusade that makes it my favourite because yeah, yeah. it's about that that story like him and his dad and it's yeah, oh, yeah no it is great I've not seen yeah. um, Last Crusade in a long time actually Quite you should watch years, it again yeah I will watch it again because I do think it's got the the pacing and yeah. the, 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 the like the elements that Raiders has where the entire film is a chase from beginning to end Last Crusade has that as well. The whole thing is a chase scene. Yeah. But it's also doing this other thing at the same time where as well as as well as going after the MacGuffin, there's also this like emotional storyline happening yeah. at the same time. And it was partially written by Tom Stoppard. Was it? Yeah, who's quite a heavyweight playwright. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He um basically they were really struggling with the story. Yeah. And Tom Stoppard was a script doctor for Hollywood. There's a couple of other films he wrote he worked yeah. on, but um Spielberg called him up. He got him to do a draft of the film, and I think I'm right in saying that a lot of the elements that make Last Crusade the film it is now were brought in there by yeah. Tom Stoppard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. A bit of trivia. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was quite fun, Tom. I think yeah, that was good. Fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, I think that was good. Top five, I think we'll Top probably five. do a few Yeah, more we'll then, do another we? one. I know what we'll think of some more. If you've got any suggestions, get in touch on like Twitter and Facebook and that. And yeah. We'll, uh, Maybe do a top. I don't know what we'll do. We should do another top five, I think, but we're not sure what yet. Oh, yeah. Maybe... We'll, we'll think of something. Yeah, or suggest something if you're watching, yeah. if you're listening, watching, or, or tell us your top five films, and we will tell you why you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that way, we're gonna love you and leave you. Anyway, bye. thank you very much. Bye. bye. I'm actually bye. waving at the Tascam. Bye. bye. <laughs>